All right, so what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today we have Bishop Nathaniel from Israel United in Christ. It's about his third time coming on the show. Um, he's been coming just about almost every year. And we wanted to reach out to Bishop Nathaniel because there's been a lot of, you know, conversations about, you know, the situation with Kyrie Irving. Um, and we know all the fallout with that. So Bishop Nathaniel is one of the people that we could reach out to to speak about, you know, the situation with Kyrie Irving and just kind of maybe expound a little bit on some of the beliefs um, that's out there, you know, especially with his group, uh, Israel United in Christ. So Bishop Nathaniel, thank you for coming once again to the show. Thank you for having me, Phil. Thank you so, so much. All right, Bishop, you know, it's a, it's a lot of new people that just kind of saw the two previous interviews. Um, but what what is your origin story? You know, but before let's talk about Bishop Nathaniel before he became Bishop Nathaniel. What, what's your origin story, brother? What, what led you to become Bishop Nathaniel? <laughs> well, I was uh, as a youth. I'm going to be quick as a youth from I was in a Christian church where I mm -hmm. learned white supremacy, white supremacy. Uh, I learned to hate myself and black people. Uh, I got checked by a brother in a comedic community named uh, Pete Johnson. He checked me hard about race and nationality. So I went on a search. Uh, I was in the comedic community for a short time. I uh, went to the Nation of Islam, Islam for a short time. And I met a brother named Black who gave me a flyer regarding the Holy Bible. And he showed me that in the Bible, our race is in the Bible. That we're the Israelites according to Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 through 68, that Christ is black, according to Revelation chapter 1, verse 14, 15, Daniel 10, verse 5 and 6, and that all the prophets are black, Acts 13, verse 1, Jeremiah 8, 21, Jeremiah 14, verse 2, Song of Solomon 1, verse 5, and many more. I, and it blew me away. I was shocked. I could not believe it. And I said, these records, I knew that these were records written thousands of years ago. So it's nothing, it's not a point of, I wrote this. These were written by our ancestors long, long ago. So I knew that these were true accounts. So in 1990, I came into the truth that we black people, Latinos, Native Americans are part of the 12 tribes of Israel, which includes the diaspora scattered worldwide. 12 tribes worldwide. And it's up to us to gather our people back together. So in 2003, I'm running up ahead now, um, I established uh, Israel United in Christ. Uh, it was only three of us at first, then it was down to two. And we taught and we taught every week. And from then to now, you see how the Lord has blessed us uh, a lot. <laughs> All right. So in, in 2003, you say you started Israel United in Christ. Why did you feel the need to start Israel United in Christ? Because you, you mentioned that you have the Bible, you, you discovered who you were through the Bible. But why did you feel that, you know what, I got to create this organization? OK, well, I was taught by seven elders. There was Masha, Ariel, Yaakov, followed by Lahab, Yeshaya, uh, Shah and Kazak. Those were the seven elders from 1990 to 1995. Then end of 1995, the school split. Masha established another school. Uh, Masha, oh, Yaikov died. Then Yaikov died, they were up in age. They passed away and things got topsy-turvy. So everyone separated, went their own way. Um, so that's when I established in 2003, Israel United in Christ. That's what occurred. 
Okay. So when people are out here and they, and they see some of the groups in the streets, right? Um, yes. Not that's including your group. It can get confusing for a lot of people because it's like you have so many different camps out here. What because it, it it would set off all these different offshoots of different camps is because people couldn't really come underneath the leadership or what what spurred all that uh, out. Well, many things that separate the main thing that separates many of the we all teach that we're Israel. That's number one. According to Revelation 14, 12, we all teach that we got to keep the commandments and have the faith in Christ. The discrepancy comes, for example, 1 Corinthians 7, 2, where it reads, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman, every woman have her own husband. So many of the Israelites believe in polygamy or polygyny as they call it today. Mm. Uh, so that caused an issue because like myself, I said, when I read that, it says, let every woman have her own husband. So that was a discrepancy. So many of them want the multiple girlfriends. And from what I can read, I see one wife, like it says, and I'll give you another one. First uh, Timothy chapter three and verse one, where it reads, let me read it. It says, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Bishop means leader. It says, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, at the teeth. So reading that, from what I'm seeing, it says one, one. And we got to learn to grow together. Like uh, the scriptures say, the two shall be one flesh. Then Matthew 19. So I do know that in the coming kingdom on earth, the Bible prophesies that men will have more than one, but that's in the coming kingdom when we are changed. Okay, if I can read it, Phil, if I can read it. So I don't want no one to misunderstand. I love my fellow Israelite brothers and sisters, although there's a discrepancy in understanding in terms of poly polygamy or polygyny, however they call it. Uh, bear with me. Let me find Isaiah chapter four and verse one. Here we go. Here we go. Isaiah chapter four and verse one. And it reads, it says, and in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent uh, and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. So right now we have not escaped. We're all still in captivity. I know that under the Old Covenant or Old Testament, when we were in our own land, we ruled ourselves. We had our own king. We had different, many different wives. But when you get to the new covenant, the new testament, we were in captivity. So from captivity, from Assyrian captivity, Babylonian captivity, Greek captivity, Roman captivity, even today, we did not have multiple wives living in captivity. That's what I see in the scriptures. Many brothers, some sisters disagree with that. So we have to wait for the Lord to come back and straighten all this out. All right. So, so what is the purpose? Okay. So, it, I mean, if it caused a big split, 
what is what is the purpose of the multiple wives and the multiple? I guess these women want multiple husbands. I'm not mistaken. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Well, Phil, that didn't cause the split back in 1995. Uh-huh. Uh, it caused the various groups because you asked about the various. Yeah, yeah, the all the offshoots. Okay, yeah. the offshoots. So, so, what I, so what I'm asking because you know, even in the African continent, you know, Muslims and different ones. You know they do practice. You know multiple multiple wives. Uh, you know, shoot, there's two countries I just come to going to as of this year's Kenya and South Africa. They they you can have multiple wives there too. So it's definitely in the African continent. Right. But it was that serious to everybody to have these different camps. Uh, no, no, no. What what happened is that when when the sisters come in now, this is generic speaking. Um, many brothers. Um, like, if, let's say I got a wife. I, I do have a wife, but let's mm-hmm. say I, I believe in polygyny or polygamy and I get tired of her and I pass her. I say, I don't want her no more. Mm-hmm. I get another one. And that wife is number three or number four. And that's where the problem comes in. Women are discarded. Okay. And, that, and I'm like, mm, something ain't right because this is what the scripture says. If I can get this law for you, uh, Phil, watch this. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy. And don't get me wrong. I do love my brothers. I do love my sisters in the Israelite community. Right. Uh, read this. It says, um, Deuteronomy 23, 17. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. So if you had a wife, you got rid of her. You got three. You get rid of the third one. I shouldn't be taking her. Then I take her. Let's say I take her. I get tired of her and pass her to the next brother. This is whoredom. It should not go on. That's what I see in God's law. Okay. So again, I just want to stress, I do love my brothers and sisters, no animosity towards them. I want everybody to understand that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's very, that's very interesting that people don't want to try to build families because even in the Bible, they teach you to, to, to get with, get with a wife, you know, leave your father and mother cleave, you know, to your husband, your wife, build a family. Um, we, we see in the black community that, that's the thing that white supremacy attacked was the family. Um, Correct. And, and, and without a proper family structure, then we can't grow. And that's why we in the condition that we in. Right. hundred percent. Hey, Phil, you know, uh, there's an article written by the Arizona times that says, uh, from 1973 up until 2000, I believe it was 19. It a black women have had over 19 million abortions. There's a young lady today, I forgot her name, who took the song from Glorilla, a new rap artist, and she's dancing and bouncing in front of Planned Parenthood talking about killing black babies. This is what the Bible forbids. When you read Hebrews 13 and 4, if I may, Phil, if I may, Hebrews 13 4 says, marriage honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So we should not live our lives as whoremongers and adulterers. And that's what abortion stems from, whoremongering and adultery. And I pray my sisters understand. I really, really do. Well, it's like this, you know, we in our community and due to, you know, that, you know, we definitely, you know, talk about that many, many times before, you you've had so many people that's just gone that could have been here that could have contributed that could have been possibly people that can be our warrior class 
and it, and they're just gone. And what 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 you know? Tell me from the Bible. What what led to that great deception of that wickedness that came through white supremacy through his woman to to the women in our community? How, 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 what what happened? How did they get in the state of rebellion, Bishop, against the the family and the black man? Right. Um. What I'll do is I'll go to the book of Psalms, chapter 83, and it's verse uh, 3 and 4, just to get to the point. Psalms 83. Bear with me a second. I'm flipping pages, Phil. Flipping pages. Uh, it reads this way. It says, here we go. Psalms 83, verse 3. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. So the question will be, what is some types of crafty counsel? Well, the first crafty counsel was slavery, okay? Wherein they, in they, when you read Deuteronomy 28, verse 48, it talks about the children of Israel having yokes of iron upon their neck. At the bottom, let's take a look at it. At the bottom of verse 48, it says, and he, your enemies, shall put yokes of iron upon thy neck until you be destroyed. The yokes of iron, Phil, came off our neck when we were mentally and spiritually destroyed, when we wanted to assimilate in white society. And as you and I know from slavery, you had black codes, you had um, Jim Crow laws, things of that nature. And when you get to the 60s, you had Gloria, I believe her name is Steinem, and she pushed the feminist movement. And many of our sisters uh, gravitated into the feminist movement where she separated against her black man. So again, Psalms 83, verse three, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. We're the hidden ones. The truth that we're the 12 tribes of Israel has been hidden in the earth. They have said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So they, they labeled us, Phil, they call some of us African-Americans, some of us Brazilians, some of us Haitians, uh, Jamaicans, um, uh, Hispanics, Latinos, things of that nature, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, they divided us. Then they went so far as dividing us into various religious groups, Pentecostal, uh, Baptist, Mormon, Seventh-day Adventist, Pentecostal, Jehovah Witness, and it all stems from the Roman Catholic Church which is all stemming from white supremacy, as you see on the screen. This is crafty counsel. And this is what led to our demise, Phil. This is what led to our mental destruction. Okay, I hope I explain, and ex uh, explain the question, Phil. Okay, so, so you fast forward today, mm -hmm. and, and, we, and we see this, this, this role reversal you know, especially when we see some of the women that they're acting so much like men today, it's, it's become really a problem. And even, even, even Bishop T.D. Jakes recently called that out, and he was attacked by a lot of those women for calling out the manliness of the modern woman here in America. So, so what, what does the scripture say about that role reversal that we <laughs> see, and even some of our brothers? You know, they, they go from warrior class to being more feminized. I mean, what, what are we looking at, Bishop? Okay, what we're looking at, like you said, role reversal. They started with the black and Latin woman first in the 60s. 
I, I mentioned Gloria Steiner with the feminist movement. Uh, when you read Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, I'll start there with God's law. It's, it reads, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. What happened, Phil, is that they switched the dress code first. And it started with the black and Latin woman. She felt, there's an old expression that says, I wear the pants in the family. When women wear pants, remember, pants were strictly male for men. But now in the late 60s, women started to wear pants, okay? There's a movie called Claudine starring James Earl Jones and Diane Carroll, where uh, public assistance came and Diane Carroll was not allowed to receive public assistance, welfare, if she had a man. There could be no man in the house. So she had to put James Earl Jones out the house. And that has gone from then until now. Now let's look at today. Now they're getting young black rappers, feminizing them, saying you must wear skirts. Uh, from Flip Wilson, also in the early 70s, he played a role, Geraldine. From Geraldine, you got it if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what's the brother's name that plays Medea? Uh, uh, Tyler Perry. Right, Tyler Perry. And it became funny, hilarious, but it lowered our senses. And we accepted it. Now the LGBT, LGBT community has taken full effect and it has a hold on the black community. The women wear pants. They say, I don't need a man. Hell, I am a man. Now you got black men saying, I don't want to be a man. I want to be a woman. That's, it's all crafty counsel, all crafty counsel to destroy our people so that the name of Israel would be no more in our remembrance. But that's why God is raising up Israel United in Christ at the forefront to teach our people and gather the 12 tribes together. All right, so let, let's let's get to you know what we saw on on the, the news, the mainstream media, is that we saw uh, I don't know how many members I think was it a hundred plus members of Israel United in Christ had went outside the Barclays Center um, in support of Kyrie Irving. And maybe you can just fill that in. What happened? How it happened? Because everybody was like, oh, they showed up and they showed out, and you know I seen a lot of outlets that was just very afraid of that calling you know your organization a lot of names i say let me talk to the bishop myself let's get the real story from the bishop so so bishop tell us what led up to those you know uh your followers going outside the barclays well they're not my followers they're christ followers i just want to say that um because i teach because i could be taken out felt any moment the men and women must continue teaching this word and they will according to christ the king of kings lord mm -hmm. of lords they call him Shai or Yahshua. So what led up to it, Phil, was a public lynching. And there was no black leader standing on behalf of Kyrie Irving, who has the right to search out his background. He said, all I did was tweet. He, he just didn't send a tweet. He didn't even make a comment. But remember, in the sports world, as well as in the music world, I'll call it the entertainment world, Phil. They have handlers. They have owners who monitor their money, who they talk to, where they go, they have handlers. They are literally economic slaves. So Kyrie Irving was forbidden to tweet 
Hebrews to Negroes, that simply went through the history of black people being the 12 tribes of Israel. And that infuriated the Jewish community, white society. You don't have freedom of speech to do that. You don't have freedom of religion. You don't have the right to broadcast anything that endorses or, or uplifts the black community. But wait a minute. Chinese got little, little China, they got Chinatown. Italians got little Italy. How come we are forbidden to uplift ourselves? That's hate speech. That's what they do. And no black leader, not your Jesse Jackson, your Al Sharpton. Hell, Al Sharpton condemned Kyrie Irving. No black leader stands up, stood up for Kyrie Irving. So the Lord put the spirit, said, go out there. And I thank the most high, Yahweh, who led us out there. Because when we got out there, Phil, there were busloads upon busloads of so-called, or I'll say fake Jewish rabbis on a bus to also circle the Barclay Center so that Kyrie Irving would have a bad day. There were thousands of so-called Jewish people, put on the screen, thousands of Chabad so-called rabbis convened in New York amid a banner year for their movement. Listen, Phil, they came to the Barclay Center. That's what the media don't tell nobody. They saw us, we saw them. They saw us, we saw them. They opened the door. They said, hey, Schwarza Drax. We said, hey, Kalebs. They closed the doors and they took off. That's what happened. And Jonathan Greenblatt won't speak about it. The Jewish community stay hush-hush about it. But listen, just like, remember they put those so-called Jewish people in the Barclays Center, it was eight of them. They had a T-shirt that read something where against anti-Semitism or something like that. So that Kyrie would be, feel somewhat shame or whatever. None of feel ashamed because we are Semitic. As the Israelites, we are Semitic. Shemitic. We are. So we marched around the Barclay Center. We taught. And when those however many thousands of so-called rabbis came, they saw us and they didn't want no parts of us. They took off, Phil. So that's what happened. A public lynching. We ain't standing for it no more. Well, there's a lot of people in the community that did support Kyrie because, you know, even, even uh, us here, we talked about that because he just shared a, a, a link to a um, documentary on Amazon. He has a right to um, share that on his page. It's on Amazon still to this day. Matter of fact, the CEO um, of Amazon, um, he is, you know, uh, a Jewish man, practicing Jewish man. He's not taking down the movie at all. So he really Amazon is not taking down the movie itself. Why did Kyrie get punished? And why didn't the CEO of Amazon, why wasn't he offended? He didn't call the movie anti-Semitic. It's still on the platform now. So that's that's just what I don't understand. Like I, I'm like, you attack Kyrie, but then the CEO of Amazon, you know, right, uh, you know, right now did not call it anti-Semitic. Not, not, not one time has uh, Amazon been saying they're profiting from anti-Semitism, you know, it, uh, hatred and all these other things like that, right? Not once, but everybody spoke about Kyrie. That's why we looked at it and said, okay, this is this is going way past. This is this is on some anti-black racism. This is what That's we it. see saw it as. You know, yes. this is way yes. past a tweet at this point. Right, you're right, hundred percent. 
Now, prophetically, and I want everyone, if they can, because I know many church people don't know the Bible too well, so I'm going to help you out. When you read Ezekiel 36, uh, let me look, mm, or is it 35? 35, excuse me, Ezekiel 35, verse 5, it reads this way. Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred and has shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. This is talking about so-called Caucasians, Idumeans who lived in Mount Seir. God prophesied they would have a perpetual, that means everlasting, an everlasting hatred against the children of Israel. So like you said, Phil, Kyrie just tweeted, but Amazon didn't take it down. And there's no anger towards Amazon. Why? Because he's Caucasian, because he's so-called Jewish. But Kyrie, he's a so-called black man. They know historically, biblically, Kyrie's an Israelite. They set up crafty counsel for us never to wake up. So all the anger goes to Kyrie. The anger goes towards Ron Dalton, who wrote the book, okay? The anger goes towards me and Israel not in Christ, but never against the white community, the Jewish Edomite community. It's all racist, racism, hatred. That's what it is, Phil, and you're right. So a lot of people, I see you've been going on a lot of different platforms as of late. Um, a lot of people been reaching out to you. Um, what, what has been the chatter, you know, with you, especially with all the interviews that you've been doing as of late? Mm -hmm. Well, I thank the most high as I, and I thank everyone who allowed me to come on the platform. The SPLC has a campaign against Israel United in Christ and other Israelite groups. They say these people are a hate, they're a hate group. They hate everybody. Remember what J. Edgar Hoover said, if we can put it up. Remember what the director of the FBI said back in the 60s. It says when FBI director J. Edgar Hoover was asked what, in his opinion, was the single greatest threat to the United States of America. He responded, Negro unity. Can you imagine that, Phil? So Negro unity is the worst thing to the United States. Uh, the FBI calls that hate speech. The ADL calls Negro unity hate speech. SPLC, hate speech. But what about white people uniting, coming together? That's love. What about Chinese people coming together? That's love. What about Italians? That's love. But not you so-called Negroes. Why? Crafty counsel, Phil. Crafty, keep them divided, divide and conquer them. Keep them separated. Watch this, Phil. Let me, let me, let me show you something. Psalms 133. Psalms 133, if I can get, no. Let me go to the New Testament. Let me, I gotta go to the New Testament. For my Christian brothers and sisters, Ephesians, Chapter 4, I really like this. Chapter 4 and verse 3, it reads, Endeavoring to keep the unity, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, and even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. When it says one faith, Phil, where do all these different faiths come from? Seventh-day Adventists, Jehovah Witnesses, Pentecostal, Jehovah Witness, they all came from the time of chattel slavery between the 1700s and 1865. That's where they all came from. Then when they released us, they said, you're Baptist, you're Pentecostal, 
You over there, go to Jehovah's Witness. Hey, you, you're a Mormon. It divided us into various religions. But the Bible only talks about the 12 tribes of Israel uniting once again, like it says in Romans 11, the two branches must be grafted back together again. And that's what it is, Phil. That's what it is. Well, you mentioned the Southern Poverty Law Center. You said they labeled you your uh, Israel United Christ as a hate group, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Have you challenged them like um, legally to say, hey, you know, I mean, my organization is, has nothing to do with hating anybody. We haven't harmed anyone based on race or uh, national origin or anything like that. Can you prove that we harmed anybody, committed any crime against anybody? You know, because the Southern Poverty Law Center put white supremacists there. So you mean to tell me that white supremacists that has a documented history of harming people um, put Israel United in Christ? I know the Nation of Islam is in there and a whole lot of others are in there, right? Um, right. What ha have you guys decided to, to challenge them based on slander? And life. What need, right. What we need to do, Phil, and I'm glad I have the opportunity to say it here for the first time. All the Israelite camps, along with the Nation of Islam and many other groups, we need a class action lawsuit against the SPLC and the ADL. That's what we need to do. But until we got, we need all our ducks lined up. What's that expression? Line up. I can't remember the expression. Cross your, cross your T's, dot your I's, line them up. That's what you need to do. It'll be bigger and stronger because there have been other groups, Caucasian groups, that organized, got themselves together, and uh, I don't know if they were successful in their lawsuits. I haven't looked it up, but it's coming, Phil. It is coming. I just need everyone to give an ear to it, okay? Well, this is my thing, and I said this about Kyrie Irving uh, when I made my video. I said, listen, Kyrie Irving said he didn't hate anybody. He said that he is he is not anti-Semitic. He he is in these things. He said he just wanted to discover who he was, and, and that's it, right? And I said in my video, when someone is is making a charge against you, you know, uh, with speech, and they hurt you financially, which he was hurt financially, you can legally sue them in civil court. And I was saying about at the time that black folks need to start utilizing the civil court system when people make that kind of charge. But I said before, if you, if you sit up here and lie on me and say something about me and harm me in a way that, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm not, I never promoted anything like that. Then, Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to take you to court because you're not going to lie on me. Hey, Phil, I got something to tell you and I want everyone to listen. Good. There have been incidents where we went for, lawyers in various cases, and this one included, where there have been Jewish lawyers who refused, said, no, we can't take your case. So now we're looking for black lawyers. I don't know if you remember the sister, uh, Monique, she represented Bill Cosby. Monique Presley. Uh, yes, we searched for her. Bro, brother man, I tell you, she lost her whole uh, uh, law degree. I forgot what they call it. When you lose your right to practice, I I'm reading. I'm saying, her I bar, she lost. She lost her uh, her bar license. Yes, yes. And this was during the time of the bill. Because I wondered why she disappeared. So we're looking for a lawyer. We're looking. We're looking. I said, what about that sister Monique Presley? We look her up. She lost her law license because 
she uh what did it say? The document said she put $2,400 in her husband's bank account. And I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I said, $2,400 for that she lost it? I said, I've seen people put more than that in it when I used to work in the court system. I said, no, nah, this is something wrong. I said, remember, she was on top of her game. She was top notch. And then all of a sudden, boom, she lost it. She lost everything. And you can't make this stuff up, Phil. So now we're on the quest to find black lawyers who are willing to um, stand on our side. Okay, so you're looking for civil attorneys, basically. You're looking for civil attorneys to um, challenge um, the accusations, what, of hate? Um, uh, uh, I mean, what else they say about, about you? You say you're anti-Semitic. What else they say? Um, Anti-Semitic hate. I'm trying to remember exactly what they say on the on – the, SPLC website. They said we're extremists. You know how the FBI said, uh, what is it called? Black uh, no. identity extremist. Black identity extremist, which, which is an extension of COINTELPRO from J. Edgar Hoover. It's the same thing. And Karen Bass stood up on the Israelites' behalf in Congress. And Karen Bass, thank you so much. Because they're doing, FBI works with the SPLC, works with the ADL. They're against the unification of black people, Latin people. That's what they do. So like Psalms 83 said, they have crafty counsel. I know black people think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. I'm telling you, there's conspiracy, there is crafty counsel against our race, against our nation of people. There is. Don't wake up to the truth that you're the Israelites or we will call you hate mongers. You are a hate group. You want to, oh, 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 Phil, Phil, Jonathan Greenblatt, head of the ADL, was on the Breakfast Club this week. He said the Israelites, the, well, he said black people Israelites, but the Israelites. Three years ago, he said Israelites, three people in a supermarket. And I'm like, well, where's the proof, Mr. Greenblatt? Where's the proof? I want to see the proof. Oh, uh, what else do they say? Oh, this Sunday that passed, put it up on the screen. This Sunday that passed, they said that because of Israelite rhetoric, a Hebrew with a pellet gun, a Jew, so-called Jewish man and his son. But let's put up the man who shot at them. Put up the man who shot at them. It's a Caucasian man, but he put it out on a breakfast club that he was black. He said he was Hebrew. No, this is a Caucasian. This is what they do, Phil, to get public opinion against us. Now, because our people don't research, oh, you guys hate people. What are you talking about? Are y'all crazy? We didn't shoot nobody. We didn't hurt nobody. So that's it, Phil. Well, I mean, let, let, let's say this. I mean, if... Has anybody in, in, in Israel United in Christ committed any crimes against anybody? No, no, sir. Our law or rules, if you do commit a crime, you're excommunicated immediately. People that have been put out have committed crimes, but that was once they were put out, okay? That's what the SPLC has. They go, oh, a member of, S, uh, member of Israel United in Christ, there was something with a 
transvestite. <laughs> that was once it was put out. Someone committed a crime in England. They said, oh, you Israel not in Christ. Oh, what are you talking about? That guy was put out. What are you talking about? But that's what they do. As you get thousands of members in a film, it was more than hundreds of us at the Barclays Center. I just want to put that out. More than hundreds. I'm not going to give the exact number, but it was beyond the hundreds. So go ahead, Phil. Right. So, so okay. So you say you, you, you're not committing any crimes against anybody. You know, cool. I just want to just make sure you get it out there. We get it directly from you. Do you hate anybody? Let's read the scripture. Romans chapter 12. This is God's commandment for us. It says, Romans 12, verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So we are at peace with the Jewish community. So what's the problem? The Jewish community, like white society, does not want us to preach or teach the Bible. That is the problem. You don't have freedom of speech to teach that you're the 12 tribes of Israel. You can say you're Christian. You can say you're Muslim. You can say you're committed community. We don't care about that. But never say that you are the 12 tribes of Israel. That's where the problem comes in, Phil. Freedom of speech, they don't want us to have it. Freedom of religion, they don't want us to have it. Just like Kyrie Irving does not have the right to make a tweet of Hebrews to Negroes. You don't got that right. All right. So, so after all these people making these charges against, you know, Israel United in Christ, you've been speaking of, you've been going to many, many different platforms. Um, what, ha what has been coming out of it? I mean, like as people coming more to, to your website, have people been, been reaching out to you to get some understanding? What's been coming out of it? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Phil. Excuse me, I'm getting hoarse. We have had an influx, and I want to thank the Jewish community for making such a big thing with such a small thing like the Kyrie Irving tweet. Hey, Phil, there's something called the Streisand effect, the Barbara Streisand effect. Yes, I it's, know about that. She built a house on a cliff, and four people, Phil, only four people saw it and took a picture. She got so mad, she went to court. And because of her going to court and trying to get a ruling to forbid them to show the pictures, millions of people, millions, Phil, saw, saw the image, saw the photo. If she had just left it alone, this would have never happened. So again, Kyrie Irving made a tweet. His handlers went to his owners and said, hey, Kyrie Irving tweeted something. Y'all better take a look at this. And what happened? Now, millions of people, millions, Phil, are saying, hey, let's check this out. Hey, who is that group that marched around? Let's write him. Let's talk, ask him questions. That's what's been going on, Phil, if they had just left it alone. But I know God moved and hardened the heart of the Jewish community because they have such hatred for our people, our race. The Lord said, go ahead, go forth, do it, do it, do it. That, so we thank, we thank you, Jonathan Greenblatt. Thank you. All right. So, so what's, what's, what's the way forward right now? You know, what, what is Israel United in Christ is going to do with now, since you have more attention, you know, what are you going to use that attention for, you know, going forward? Well, going forward, Phil, because there's been some, you know, you ever heard the expression crabs in the barrel mm -hmm. where, where black people hate black people. 
I'm going to read a scripture, then I'm going to tell you what's going, what's going to happen. I'm going to go to Titus, if I can find it. The book of Titus. Come on, Titus. Chapter 3. And here we go. Titus 3, verse 3, it reads, talking about the Israelites. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. We've always had that mindset of a crab in a barrel. When one, listen, Phil, a win for me is a win for the Israelite community. A win for me is a win for the black community. But what happens oftentimes? Oh no, I gotta be H-N-I-C. No, tear him down. Say he's, he, he's this, he's that. They only went out there for Kyrie because he's a millionaire. Mm -mm. Phil, let me show you what we've done and what we're gonna continue to do. I'm gonna show you the marches because they said we only march for Kyrie because he's rich. Black people said this and that's a lie. Let me show you a small one minute clip of what we have done regarding various events, if we can just show it, okay? I want you to pay attention. Richard Nathaniel of Israel United in Christ. Some time ago, many of you saw us at the Barclays Center, standing for what the Bible says, standing for truth, standing for righteousness. That's what we do. Most recently, the Jewish community, in particular the ADL, SPLC have voiced their opinion that black people do not have freedom of speech nor freedom of religion to say this matter. Neither to say that they're Jews of the tribe of Judah. That is to say you better say Germany. That's their all nations. And let everyone captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be charted down of the Gentiles. Wait a minute, who's in Jerusalem? The Gentiles. The Bible says We marked for various things. That's what I'm asking for. Okay, so we marched on Washington D.C. Fed up with the Hebrews. We marched yeah, in yeah, Ferguson, yeah. and this is what I want the society and the public to know. All right. So, so with so with that being said, that that is, that is the way forward. That is the way forward. So if anyone is interested in, you know, finding out about Israel United in Christ, you know, whatever the steps is to become an Israelite, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at www.israelunite.org, or you can visit us on uh, Instagram, Israel United in Christ, or Nathaniel 7. Our phone number is 1-888-484-4842, extension 7 two three ladies and gentlemen if you like to know more about uh israel united in christ you know you can go to the website and someone will make sure to try to get you to all the pertinent information that you need so bishop nathaniel thank you for you know coming on the show today we greatly appreciate it thank you phil i appreciate you most high in christ bless you thank you so much